This morning, we will conclude the sermon series, Growing in Relationship with God. That has been going on for five weeks. In my previous sermon, I shared one of the most common questions that many Christians have, which goes something like this. I have been a Christian for many years, but I feel like my faith remains shallow and my relationship with God and people are not growing well. Why could that be? You may have the same question and be wondering about it. I suggested that we should begin by examining whether our focus is solely on our Lord Jesus. Christians are called to look only to God and follow Him. However, in many cases, some Christians have their own idea about God and even shape of God in their own image based on their self-centered desire and personal convictions. They worship their own God and follow it. As a result, they are not only struggling with their spiritual growth, but they are also experiencing divisions within their, their own church community because each person serves a God shaped by their own interpretation of God and personal convictions. When divisions arise in a church community, this can often be a contributing factor. Unfortunately, individuals involved are often unaware of this dynamic in such situations. In some cases, people have their own counterfeit gods and spend a lot of time and energy pursuing them every day. Their schedules are filled with plans for that. Their idols are persistently influencing them and shaping their perspectives, values, and priorities. Eventually, they will become more like their idols. In other cases, people are trying to serve both God and idols by keeping some comfortable distance from the Lord while pursuing their worldly desires. They think they're kind of following God, but it is still spiritual adultery. Consequently, they won't be able to grow in their relationship with God at all. Our God is the center creator of the universe and the author of our lives. From the beginning, out of love, he has desperately been pursuing us and will continue to do so until he returns. He always takes initiative in establishing a loving relationship with us and helps us grow in faith and love through that intimate relationship. 
our God must be the only one we continue to look to, worship, and follow. When we truly fix our eyes solely on Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our heart, we will begin to experience spiritual growth as all of us desire. But this is only half of what the Lord teaches us. This morning, we are going to think about the other half. Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. Jesus replied, Love the the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbors as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. Loving the Lord and his people are two significant key commandments from the Lord. These two commandments are closely interconnected and inseparable because the love of God is to overflow into our hearts and transform us. Then we can live out his love and care for others. And that life for others would reflect our love for God. These two key commandments serve as the foundation of our Christian life. So if you find yourself thinking, I love my God, but I don't care about his people. I don't want to interact with them. Or I don't want to do life together with them. You may not love God as you think. Because it is not possible for people who truly love God to not love the family of Jesus. If you keep your life private and isolated, you are not embracing God's call for you and his people. You will be struggling with your incomplete and unfulfilling Christian life. You won't be able to experience growth in your faith and love. Our triune God eternally enjoys each other. They have never been lonely. They still wanted to create us and extended the circle of the relationship to us. This action was from the loving nature of God. Everything that God wants to do or does flows from his loving heart. He created the heavens and the earth and us. God created us in his own image, which means we also have a deep desire 
and a longing for a loving relationship with God and other people within our heart. So if we go along, we are going to wonder and experience emptiness that can never be filled and miss out on God's best for us. Then why are there people who live their Canadian Christian life alone, not join the family of Jesus? Why sometimes do we experience difficulties within a church community? There are various religions, such as disagreement, conflict, division, discrimination, hypocrisy, or mistreatment by church members or leaders. They said there are people who cause such problems within the church, leading them to distance themselves from the church community. However, the church is not the gathering of perfect people. It is the gathering of sinners who have experienced God's grace and are called to follow the Lord. In this world, people seek the reasons for problems within others. They try to change others or force them to live to make changes in their community. We don't belong to the world, but to the kingdom of God. We, as Christians, should start the change from within ourselves with the help of the Holy Spirit. This is what we need to do for each other as a church community. Colossians 3, verses 12 through 14. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. We are new creation and have new eyes. We should start seeing people through God's eyes and do life together with fellow Christians in love. Do you see people with problems within the church or among your neighbors? Do you think, do you think that if those individuals are changed, all the problems within the community would be resolved? 
Humility is one of the important virtues we need in our community. What does true humility mean? Someone looks at others and thinks, even though I am better than them in terms of personality, abilities, social status, appearance, or faith, I am a Christian, so I will humble myself and interact with them. Is that person humble? No. Because there is already a thought in the, in the person's heart that he or she is superior to others. No one can choose the living environment and family they are born into. We can't choose our body either. When you are born, we are just born into the family in the country we currently belong to. In this world, people tend to criticize and point fingers at those who have moral problems or commit sins. If we were born in that person's place and living environment and had lived the same course of life, how much do you think you different from that person? I don't mean that humans are mere passive beings controlled by their environment. Even if people face the same circumstances, their responses or choices could be different from one another. What I mean to say is that if we were born in the same environment and went through the same course of life, we would also have faced a lot of challenges and difficulties and perhaps we would not be so different from the person we currently criticize. I'm not advocating for immorality or sins at all. I just cannot think that I am better than or superior to others for any reasons. God will be saddened when he sees those who are lost and he would want to lead them on the right path. So we too should look at them with God's eyes and think about how we can help them to see God and find hope in Him. Before God, we are all sinners, undeserving of His love and unworthy of His grace. Without God's love and grace, we are mere dust that will fade away. The achievement we have made in education, wealth, social status, and all other aspects of life could not have been attained 
if we were born in a different environment or situation. All the achievement we, we have made are blessings from God. And we should use them for the benefit of others or share them with those in need. In our sinful eyes, we may be seen as better or worse than others. But in the eyes of God, we are all image bearers of God and equal, equal before Him. We are all sinners and fall short of His glory. God still loves us and shows us His compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. He has forgiven us and graciously adopted us as His children. As His children, you are invited to live out the same virtues in our church community. The Holy Spirit fills our heart with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. He continues to help us bear with one another and forgive one another in love. So we should always look at others with God's eyes and live a new life with our brothers and sisters, with a good, with a new heart, transformed by the Lord. The Lord would continue to lead us to become more like His heavenly community. In today's passage, uh, Ephesians 4, the Apostle Paul describes how God blesses us to grow us together as a community. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of the service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infant and tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament and builds, grows and builds itself up in love as each part 
does its work. Paul mentions the diverse gift for his community that Christ gave to us, such as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and leaders. These gifts are meant to equip and edify his people. He also emphasizes the need for unity within the body, striving toward maturity in faith and knowledge of Christ. And in verse 15, he encourages us to speak the truth in love and build one another off, recognizing that every member of the body has a crucial role in its growth and functioning. We are all interconnected and interdependent as a community of believers. God has graciously graciously distributed all the gifts necessary for spiritual growth to his people. In other words, we have all we need for our spiritual growth within our community. No one can grow alone. What you need to do is is to seek growth together, not only in our individual spiritual journeys, but also as a unified body of believers. Let me share a testimony of a lady. She became a single mother when she gave birth to her son. Her life wasn't easy as a single mother, and she always, always struggled with anxiety. She still diligently pursued her faith as a Christian, hoping that her son can grow up as a good man. She attended the worship services, prayed often and participate in church ministries. However, her son did not grow as she had desired. As her son grew older, she began to become more independent and disobey. And they argued almost every day. She constantly tried to teach her son saying, this is wrong, this is how it should be done, this is incorrect, and this is what the Bible says. Despite her effort to change her son, it was in vain, and their relationship worsened. The deep wounds in her heart, caused her to speak harshly. One day, her child rebelled. The mother felt so disappointed and hopeless. When she was thinking of giving up everything 
she heard the voice of God. She made a decision to change herself. She stopped nagging, no longer got angry, and patiently listened to her son, taking care of him. This new approach continued for several months. One day, her son said to her, I thought you would never change and would only nag and hurt me forever. But seeing you change, it feels like there is a God. I want to I go to church and study the Bible to meet God. He actually became a seminary student later. It's not the mother's nagging or, or loss that transformed her son. Her son changed after seeing Christ living and working in his mother. When she was bigger than Christ, her son couldn't see Jesus. When she became smaller and Christ was bigger, her son could see Jesus. That was the moment that she and her son truly began to grow in their faith. Remember that we are all image bearers of God. And he is living in us and working in us. It is not our limited knowledge or ministry skills that transform others, but that Jesus Christ, who is living in us. When we are becoming smaller, Christ is getting bigger. We truly begin to grow in relationship with God and others. All Christians are called to support and encourage one another using their unique gift to serve the church community together. The biggest blessing and privilege from the Lord for us as we do so is to meet Jesus in the lives of our brothers and sisters. That is the moment we truly grow in faith and love through relationship with Jesus. We are the family of Jesus and grow together. Not alone. Let's pray. Lord, we are grateful for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for our brothers and sisters and this church community. Help us to work together as a unified body, using our gift to build up 
and support one another. Let us see you and celebrate you in the lives of our fellow believers. May the Holy Spirit lead us in love as we grow together and strive to bring glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.